Hey, Ambitious Mama, welcome to Becoming with Lauren Ricks. I'm so excited and so honored you are here. This podcast is for you if you are an on-the-go mompreneur looking for a different way of doing life and business, a more God-centered way that feels aligned with how you want to show up in this season of life you are in right now. Because I see you, Mama, hustling around the clock, burnt out, and missing out out on all the moments that you thought you would see because you can't let go of the hustle. There is a different way. And in this podcast, we will cover conversations about God and your faith, being an entrepreneur, all things mother, and out of the box thinking. I cannot wait to take you on this journey with me. Welcome back to Becoming with me, Lauren Ricks. And I have back the wonderful, handsome, sexiest husband (laughs) back with us. You guys have blown the downloads off the charts with the last recording we did of me and Nick. So I figured I'm going to try and bring him on more frequently and have conversations about marriage. Tonight we're going to talk about vasectomies. So you guys are going to hear that. And just things that, I don't know, we feel like talking about on the nights that we put our children to bed and we have a drink or two and we just decide to turn on the podcast and record and see what comes out. So here we are. And what do you want to talk about tonight, my dear husband? (laughs) I wanted to let everyone know about vasectomies, and they're not so bad. They're not so bad. Can we talk about this for a second? Because I feel like we've had a few friends that have gotten, I mean, we we know a few men that have gotten them, right? I think about, this is what I think about. I think about from a woman's perspective, how many women end up getting their tubes tied or stay on birth control because their husbands are too chicken to get a vasectomy. Hey, and chicken, here's hey, what? Hey, hey enough. Chicken. Okay, what's the word then? They're scared of what's going to happen? What's why why are men scared to get a vasectomy then? Because it's somebody else touching their private parts and Altering their um, way of life. Their manhood. What do you think happens when women get their tubes tied? Absolutely the same And or gets a hysterectomy where they take everything out. Yeah, I I don't... It's way more... I don't recommend that because that... It's way more more invasive. Way more invasive. Yeah, it's way more invasive. And that's why we're talking about this because... I think I, I'm living proof of a vasectomy is way better than having all of your things taken out from the inside of you. Yeah, or having to be on birth woman. control. As a woman. Or having to be on birth control for the rest of your life. Yeah, no. Or use condoms for the rest of your life. What are those? Yeah. What are those? I would say you getting a vasectomy has probably been the best thing for our sex life. Maybe maybe this maybe yeah. this podcast is going to be 
unfiltered conversations with husband and wife about vasectomy and sex life. Sex and sex and vasectomies. Here's a question. <laughs> Here's a question for you. Has our sex life gotten better or worse since we've had children? Um, and been together longer. Well, I honestly don't even remember what our sex life was like before we had children. Is that weird that I don't remember what it was like? Uh, Did we have sex a lot? I don't even remember. We should have been because we had nobody to interfere. Interfere. This is like totally rated X now. This, this is, is X. A I yeah. Rated I, X. This is for our own personal sex life. There's it's unfiltered. This is a podcast that is unfiltered, real, raw. We're gonna have this conversation because here's the thing. I feel like couples don't have this conversation with other couples or with themselves, right? Like, here's the thing. You want to have a spicy sex life? You need to talk to your husband about having a spicy sex life. Yeah, you're sitting there grinning like you know. But how exactly how else? You want to do something spicy in the bedroom? You need to tell your spouse what you want in the bedroom. You guys know I talk about this all the time in the sense of like, you want something, speak what you want. But first you have to be aware of what you want. If you want something different when it comes to your marriage, you need to voice what you want different, right? Yeah. I mean, you don't know what I'm thinking if I don't tell you what I'm thinking. I don't. I no, don't know you. you don't. I don't know if you you're not in my brain. That. Even after being together for nine years, you can't be like, oh, Lauren is giving me that look. She wants to Read change up her office. Yeah. Like, you don't know what I'm thinking. Right? So it's like we as women and as men have to take that responsibility of like when we want to spice things up in the bedroom outside of the bedroom go on date nights ex whatever whatever the thing is we have to communicate with each other otherwise i feel like that's where resentment starts happening that's where like my husband doesn't do this for me anymore well when's the last time you told your husband that you wanted that done all right okay so you see where i'm going question for you how do you tie what you just said there into husbands getting vasectomies? <laughs> because here's the thing. It, it totally ties into it. Because totally. women just assume totally. my husband's not going to do it because he said he doesn't want to get it done. So I'm going to have to be the one who does the altering of my body after I've already done the altering of my body by giving birth, by raising humans in my body. And now my husband's a little bit squirmish because he doesn't like the idea of getting a vasectomy. So I just have to do it and they don't have that conversation. Or they don't voice that like, like I did. And I said, I'm not getting, I'm not getting my tubes tied. I'm not going to be on birth control. It's you, you're, you're, this is a conversation we're did having. Did you tell me that? I don't know. I feel did like you, I did. Did you say like, hey, this is you. You do this. I don't know. Because I'm not going to. Did you I tell feel me? Like, I feel like I told you I'm not getting my tubes tied and I'm not going on birth control anymore. Which left the only other option is you getting a vasectomy. Huh. When, huh. Did, you, when did you tell me that? I don't know. When did we have that Are conversation? Are you sure about that? I don't know. 
Are you sure? That was a conversation I had in my head for sure. Did you have that conversation in your head before we came on to this podcast? Yeah, obviously before you got a vasectomy, we had that sure? conversation. Cause I re- okay, did we have a conversation then? Because no, your memory is way better than no, mine. Here, I don't, I don't remember us having a conversation about, hey, you're not going to get your tubes tied and I'm going to get a vasectomy. I just remember in my head that I was, I was set on getting a vasectomy. I was like, you know what? I'm going to do this for me. This is for me. And I'm not going to make you go through that whole thing and to totally alter your body and take things out. I was like, you know what? For me, this is simple. I, I can control this, this is it, and then that was it. But I don't remember you being like, hey, you need to do okay, this. Okay, so maybe Because I feel like this was more of a me choice. Yeah, definitely more of a you choice. But maybe it was more of a like... Maybe I said that and then you were like, yeah, I totally get it. I support you because yeah. I'm not going to do this. Yeah, maybe that's how it went. I think that's how it went. That's probably how it went more. Because I don't think you have been like... I probably wasn't like, you're getting this done. I'm not getting it done. You're getting it done. Yeah, probably not. But it helps when you have a spouse who's like, I'm going to get it done so you don't have to go through with doing more on top of what you just did. Well... So how did you decide that you wanted to get it done? Here's what happens. Is you have to... I have to get a consultation, right? I have to be like, you know what, doctor... I need a consultation about vasectomies. And then they send you through, and then you talk to a specialist, and then they ask you a bunch of questions, and they're like, hey, like, where are you at in your life? Like, are you a partner? Does she agree with this? What would she say about this? And I have to basically tell the doctor, be like, hey, my wife and I have talked about this. We're, we're done having kids. We want to um, go ahead with a vasectomy. And then the doctor was like, okay, are you sure? Like, because once we, once we go through with this, there's not like, you can't like go back. They're, they're saying like, well, you can't go back and But there's there's reversals. There are, there are reversals. But what they're saying is like, hey, the chances of you getting, you know, they just want to make Somebody sure. Somebody else pregnant after the after the reversal is not highly likely, and it's like oh, blah, 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 blah. yeah, okay, yeah. But after Wait. after that, then they just kind of just put you through, and you set it up for an appointment. Okay, so here's the question that I feel like most men think that it's like tor- super torturous, like yeah. And I tell you what, it's so torturous. It's the worst torture of all. I'm rolling my eyeballs right now. <laughs> I'm kidding. It's, it's not. You were kind of a baby though for a day. Okay, hold on. <laughs> hold that tongue. Because I was not a baby, all right? I'm telling you. Okay, first of all, you make a choice, all right? Yeah. You make a choice, guys. You make a choice. This is what I think. And you say... <laughs> You know what? I'm going to meet with a physician. I'm going to, I'm going yeah, to go yeah, ahead yeah. and make this that. vasectomy. They need- you, that's the whole choice. Yeah. Okay. 
you have to have you have to make the choice and then you have to have somebody who supports you because it's always important that somebody supports you with this because you don't know this is going to be the first time that anybody or any guy has went through this for me it was the first time i didn't know i had to who supported you besides me well yeah you and me you but you, you had a couple friends that had had it done. Ryan had it right. done. I had asked some questions, you know, and I was like, hey. And they survived. Yeah, they're still there. And, you know, I just want to make sure all the members were a part of their bodies and everything else. <laughs> this is what I think. I honestly think that maybe, do you think men think that, like, when they're going to get a vasectomy, they're literally, like, getting their balls chopped off? That is the stipulation. That I know, because that's literally what they said. That's the consensus of, like, you know, the wise tales that they say. Which is so dumb. You're not losing your manhood. No. You're not losing your balls. You're not, like... No, you're not. You're not. They're all still intact. They're still there. I still I still <laughs> okay, have them. Okay, okay, I still feel them today. Okay. They're still um, there. But, it, you know, it was... Um, I just want to make sure, uh, you know... It's it's kind of lonely, right? You're doing it by yourself. Yeah, you have to go in there by yourself. You got to do it by yourself. You got to you got to go through the the consultation. You know, you got to make sure that everything's okay and it's right for the operation. And then, um, you know, you set up your operation date, and then you go in by yourself. And you know, there's like, okay, you can get an Ambien. Like you can get set up for like a prescription, so you're calm before the the, yeah. the date and everything. And Did you do that? I said I wanted to, and then I never I never got it because I never did it right. Because me, so I went in just straight like out of work, and it was like yeah, I'm just we brought going. you there. Me and, <laughs> yeah. me and Grayson brought you there, and we were in the yeah. waiting room waiting for that to happen. Yeah, I went in just straight off the couch. Um, Right from vitamin C and eggs in the morning, and um, <laughs> I went and just did went they to the do doctor. it in like a normal like just checkup room? Yeah, it was just a it was a normal check in check in room. I got like if you go back to a doctor's. Um, so I'm think like I'm thinking about office. when like a, we like a doctor's office. yeah like when I would have like checkups yeah. for a pregnancy and like, stuff and like, I'd be up on the it table. It was a little bit deeper room. Because there was like more, more like cabinet space. Okay. Awesome. So I go into the room and I'm sitting there and, you know, I have, I'm fully clothed. Obviously, I'm just, it's like a doctor's office visit. And the nurse comes in, she takes my blood pressure, she takes vitals and everything. And um, she says, okay, you can, you know, go ahead and undress and here's your gown. And, um, <laughs> You know, go ahead. Once you're dressed, you can sit up on the table. Uh, you know, the big flat medical table that they yeah. have there. And I'm like, where's all this equipment? Because I don't see any. Like, I'm thinking about like getting knocked out for this whole thing. Like, where's the anesthesiologist? Where's the? But you're you're awake for the whole thing. I'm I'm totally awake at this point. I'm, and, totally, I'm totally awake at this point. And but you're awake for the whole. St- "Quote unquote surgery for the whole thing." Yeah, we're gonna get to that, but you're gonna give us a rundown of how the whole thing yeah. goes. Yeah. Oh, so, okay. so I'm I get my gown on 
and I'm sitting on the table. Story time with Nick, how yeah. it goes to get a vasectomy. This Here is we it. Go. This is it. All right. So my gown is on, <laughs> butt to the world. Um, I'm sitting on the table, okay. not that it matters. Um, and, you know, doctor comes in. Um, super friendly guy and he, he kind of takes like two, three glances at me and he was like, you know, making jokes or whatever. And, and, you know, obviously you want to be, you, it's gotta be lively, right? Because you don't want to have a gloom and doom room when somebody's ready to get their balls cut off. Obviously I, I want it to be like. This is a good thing, right? I don't want <laughs> I don't want to have a weird tension in the room. So the, the doctor comes in and he's like, "Hey, man." He goes, "You look you look like somebody." And I was like, "Okay. Cool. I'm in a gown. I hope I look like somebody cool, <laughs> but naked sitting but on the naked. thing." <laughs> and he's like, "No, yeah. Uh, you look Man, he goes, you look like Chris Hemsworth. Hem- Hemsworth, 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 he kept saying. I, I was like, oh, cool. And at the time, I couldn't, I couldn't recall who that was. I was just saying, awesome. That's cool. Thanks. Cool. And, um, and he kept like saying, like, well, you know. You know who Hemsworth is, right? And I said, no. Sorry, I don't. I'm, I'm kind of drawing a blank here. He goes, oh, like Thor. I'm like, oh. Oh, yeah, Thor, okay. I go, oh, yeah, no, okay, I see it. He was like, yeah, striking resemblance. And I go, oh, well, I hope I have the striking resemblance of Thor as you're playing with my balls. Because uh, that's that's kind of like a it's like it's, well, like, it's, like, was, it's a little weird. He was like, trying to make small talk. You just said you went into this thing wanting it to be exactly. light and like good conversation, not like oh this is happening. Yeah, you're done for well, gloom gloom end of the world. It, it was totally light. It was totally light, but then you throw the Thor reference. Okay, so here's a question for those of you for those of you who follow. I don't have a Thor. Okay, (laughs) for those of you who follow us, here's a question because one of his guy friends had asked this: is like, what do you think? Who do you think Nick looks like more? He said Brad Pitt, which I don't know if I see Brad Pitt. But once I looked at Chris Hemingsworth, I can totally see more of Chris Hemingsworth than Brad Pitt. I don't know if I see Brad Pitt much. So I, I Josh, resemble... if you're watching, jo- or if you're listening, Josh, <laughs> this is for you. <laughs> now you have to watch. Listen. He totally thought that I resembled uh, Chris Hemingsworth package. Your face, I think, yeah. probably not the whole package underneath. No, probably yeah. not your whole package underneath. It's probably just your well, face. Well, you know what? Um, he have said... you seen Thor? Yeah. Babe, babe, I love you, but the oh, whole man. package probably just—he was probably like, just you know the what? face. <laughs> your face is total Chris Hemingsworth. Yeah, okay. but your package is like way better than Thor. And I was like, hey, <laughs> I totally appreciate you. You, you know, you're making me blush 
And as you're looking at my balls. <laughs> and uh, yeah, just give me the shot so I don't feel anything. Can we please get this over with? Yeah. Anyway. Um, the rest was like not. Well, it was not bad. It here's was not your bad. thing, here's, though. Here's what happened is, uh, you know, they had a um, they had an intern, which isn't probably the case for everybody. Not for everyone. No. And they wanted him to kind of have an experience or a basically a uh, try it out. Try it out. Not not try it out on Chris Hemingsworth package, but they were like, you know what? This is his first. It was an it, it, what do they call those interns? Yeah, you call those um, an intern. Not no. intern. Gracie would know. Gracie would know what we're talking about. Anyway, somebody who was coming in who was like uh, residency. Resi- okay, resident. Yeah, they were. They were becoming they were a resident and they were they were doing their um rounds or whatever and he was he was there for a lot of the hands-on experience so the doctor was talking him through the procedure and talking to me as i was chris hemingsworth and he made me super comfortable as the doctor other doctor was performing the procedure and um, I felt like it probably went longer than it did. It to- I remember that now. The other doctor would have gone. Mm-hmm. Um, I I felt like the doctor who was talking to me would have probably done it a lot quicker. But I get that this right. is an experience right. for the other doctor right. for his residency to perform one of these procedures, and it took a little bit longer than I thought. It did. I remember waiting in the in the waiting room with Grayson and being like, "Oh, this half hour experience turned into like an hour and a half experience." Yeah, it's definitely and, longer. And anesthesia started kind of to wear off, where I felt like I could feel more kind of picking and plucking type of things. Um, but they gave me more anesthesia anyway. And so here's my question. It was not bad at all. It was not bad. Okay, but here's my question. After what you had that done in January, we had we had Parker in August. You had that done in January, mm-hmm. so it's been over three years. Three in yes. it. Three almost. Three years. Three and a half. Sure. Almost. Would four. you do it again? What do you mean? Would I do it again? Like if let's say we <laughs> let's say you hadn't gotten it, or now knowing what you know now, would you go through it again and do it again? Okay, wait a minute. What knowing no, what stop. I knowing what I know alone. now? Why, why are you messing with this stuff? Leave it alone. Stop. Knowing what I know now. Stop. Leave it alone. That's gonna make sense. Why so would much I noise. why would I do it again? If you hadn't done it. Okay, if I hadn't ever gotten if it. If you were somebody who you were a couple, part of a couple, and you were thinking about getting it done, knowing what you know, would you get it done again? Would you go through it and get it done again? Yes. Okay. That's what I'm asking. Absolutely. It wasn't something where it was like super traumatizing or something where you're like, I would never go through that experience again in my life. No, 
I would no, not at all. So there you it go. was it was not bad at all. I would say. The, I would say childbirth hardest, was worse. Yeah, absolutely. I totally twice. I, I totally agree. For me, um, the only the only tough part was after the fact. Once you get it done, it's like everything's numb and you can go home. It's the next two or three days after that is very um, painful. Uncomfortable or painful? Uncomfortably painful sometimes. If you overdo it. They say to not overdo it. Don't walk. Don't do anything. Don't like, um, you know. Overextend yourself. Overextend yourself. Mm -hmm. And totally take that into consideration because I thought not overdoing it was like, oh, I'm just going to go ice fishing and just sit and ice fish. Well, that was totally overdoing it, I guess, because it, for me, it extended that whole recovery process like another three to four days. It's kind of like after we had Grayson when we left the hospital and I was like, we can stop at the grocery store because we don't have any food. And then I walked, I left you in the car with Grayson and I went through the grocery store. Same experience. You like walked around. And- I got in there, pushed the cart and got to one aisle and I was like, holy shit, I'm overdoing this. And I was walking around the whole grocery store like an old woman oh. because it hurt so bad. Yeah. It's like one of those things where it's like you don't know you overdid it until you overdo it. And you're like, oh, this is what that is. Yeah. 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 For because me, you're, you're for, br- me, for like if anybody knows what I... Ice fishing is all about is like you. You sit there. Well, you sit there, but there's a lot of stuff that goes into you sitting there. There's a lot of work that's involved that you really don't understand. Like, there's a it's it's kind of some work. Well, it's kind of like right? grocery shopping like, after you push a baby out. You, you don't have know to pull how that's going to be. An ice house out, or you have to pull a sled out, and then you have to like shovel. And there's a lot of like grunting and ab movements where you don't feel like that's a big thing. But when you have an operation or something happens down below, there's a lot of like tension and, and yeah. uh, like um, ouchies you're going pre- on. Babe, you're preaching to the choir here. Yeah, Women totally. giving birth. Yeah. Totally. Women, you guys give birth? I don't know how you do it. I just... We need a lot more credit than we That's get. That's why you guys don't ice fish. I know I understand now. No, it has nothing to do with, <laughs> it has nothing to do with ice fishing. <laughs> just don't ice fish after you have a vasectomy. That's all I know. Or go to the grocery store after you push out a baby. Yeah. The next day. Maybe just like take a week off. Or That's probably cool. Nowadays you can order online. Yeah. Maybe do that. Maybe do that. Yeah, that's a good idea. Anything else? This whole call, Nick, you know, he wanted to have a vasectomy call. So this is a really good call to listen to with your spouse, I feel like, if you are in a a place where you're like, you know, I'm ready to get off birth control. I'm ready to, like, plan and be more natural. Guys, if you're wondering about 
your vasectomy and um, if your nuts are just shriveled up and like little the size of almonds, um, no, it's not the case. They're still there. They still work. And it's been a I know, I know what everybody is asking, you know, a guy, is, they're all asking like, do you still ejaculate? Do you still ejaculate <laughs> during sex? And you do. That's not cut off. You do. It's Does not it feel any different? It doesn't. I I literally don't feel like anything ever happened to me. Everything functions. Everything works the same. Um, Here's the best part, though, is like we don't have to worry. What are you looking at? I'm looking at some a car down oh. coming down the street. But you don't have to worry about getting pregnant or condoms that, or that thing, that thing got shut off. It's like you turned off. But the here's spigot. the thing, though. Because some people do get pregnant after their spouses do get vasectomy. So, like, you know, it still could happen. Knock on wood. It's, it still could it happen. It still could happen. But I feel like that is a total God thing, right? Like, if yeah. you're supposed to be meant to have another baby, God will make it happen. Whether you have a vasectomy or not. Yeah. It's been worth it, I feel like, for us, for sure. Plus, I was never going to get anything. And... I kind of went a little bit after I was on my birth control. I had a IUD. Is that what it's called? IUD? Yeah. UTI. IUD. Yeah, IUD, not UTI. <sighs> Between having Grayson and Parker, and there became a point where, like, I kind of went crazy on my IUD and had to get that taken out. And I think that was a total God thing, too. Yeah. So. You. What, what do you, you mean? Don't remember me? It what do you mean you like, went crazy? Let's go. Let's you go. You don't remember do you me having like. Explain to me how you went crazy. Like Let's think, get into this. See, I probably never talked to you about this. I just talked to Joelle about this. Like I would have days where like you would come home late from work, and I thought you were cheating on me. Multiple times that happened to me, where like my brain would go crazy. Wait, I also late, like late from work. What do you mean? Like you'd come home late. Like you're like supposed to be home at, at this time, and you were late. Yeah, five and fifteen. Like, and my brain would go instantly into like I get off work at five, and five fifteen I'm coming home, and you're like he's babe, fifteen minutes. That's late. what I'm saying. There was no logic to it. You were. Just I was crazy. My hormones because of my IUD were like causing me to go into like psycho crazy. There's, I had so many conversations with Joelle about like, he's, he's late. He's probably, he's 15 minutes late. What is he doing? He's probably cheating on me. He's riding. Oh, he rode his bike to work today. (laughs) Yeah. I forget that it takes him 30 minutes to get home. And, and I woke up, I woke up at one point, like I had my IUD for two years and at like the two year point, I woke up and like every day I woke up bloated every day. Beginning of the day, before I even ate anything, I was like bloated, extended, like I was tw- like twenty weeks pregnant, and I got to the point where I was like, something's wrong, like something's going on hormonally because this is not right. Like I never had issues like trusting you, and then all of a sudden it was like, there's something going on. There's something going on. Horm- like he's cheating on me. Like I just went crazy, and then as soon as I got my IUD out, everything stopped. All the craziness stopped. The bloating oh. stopped. And then, that was in September, and then in November, we got pregnant with Parker. <laughs> and that's when that's when I, that's when when I you were gone. Remember, you were gone out of state, and then 
I had that. I had. A, I think I had a store. I think I have a podcast on this. Maybe I don't. But then Nick was gone. I got my IUD out in September. Nick was gone in November. And I had my first ever and last ever migraine that sent me into the hospital. My sister called an ambulance and brought me into the hospital. And they said it was a migraine. And it was like the worst ever. I cannot imagine people who have migraines. Like, I I don't, I can't even, I can't even explain that experience like I don't think you've ever seen me like that I was like couldn't comprehend words I didn't know people like Joelle was calling me Sean showed up at my house to help with Grayson and I didn't know who he was I could barely see I could barely like speak words I was throwing up in the toilet I'm surprised I got Grayson home from daycare and settled yeah I don't I don't it was the, I was able to call my sister and tell her kind of what was going on and call my best friend and tell her what was going on. And she was able to like get her husband over to help with Grayson. And then an ambulance showed up and then we went to the hospital and all they could find. By the time I got to the, like the hospital, they were like, I was fine. And they took tests and they were like, oh, it looks like you had a migraine. And I was like, what the hell kind of migraine is that? People have migraines like that. And then you came home from your trip way early. And that's what and a vasectomy is like. They're like, what was that? No. And then, and like, then that's a vasectomy. But here's the thing. Here's the funny story about that. Okay? This is a whole weird, this is a whole tangent, not on anything. This is a whole God thing. You're, because you're going Nick was gone. Nick tangent. was gone. I got a migraine that I've never had in my entire life and never have had since that day. Nick was forced to come home early from your trip. And that weekend... We conceived Parker. And then had a vasectomy after. Yeah, after we had Parker. That is what happens. After you, you're planning, it's vasectomy, and it feels like a migraine. <laughs> but it, it doesn't feel like a migraine. <laughs> Mine was all in my head. Yours is down below. Not even the same. Totally Not different concept. The same. Totally different concept. Yeah. You don't even know what that experience was like. Oh, yeah. I totally know. I've, no, you I've don't. You've it. never had I've a migraine before. I was there with you. No, you weren't. I was totally there. No, I totally forgot about that experience. Man. That was like four years ago. Seems like a blink of an eye. Four years ago. Crazy. Anyways... That's what we have for your episode tonight with Nick and Lauren. Vasectomy talk. And conceiving talk. Some other stuff, yeah. And some other random stuff. So I would love to know if you guys love these kind of random husband and wife conversations. That's loud in here. Sorry. Um If you guys if you guys are are a little unsure of getting vasectomy or you are scared you don't know if it's the right choice if your balls are going to shrivel up and die just send the questions to me i'd be happy to answer anything that's going through your head um maybe i can help you along the way things that i've thought about questions that i've had um be more than willing to 
You want people help, to help a fellow man. You want people because to it's send scary. Your stuff. It, it, yeah, it's scary. It's it's not something that every man wants to be proud of, like that it's, they're gonna do. But you know what? It's choice, and I need to stand with my fellow men who make the choice. It's an absolute choice, and it's hey. It's not right or wrong. No. Nope. There's there's nothing to say that what you do what you're doing or what you you know, if you choose to get a vasectomy that this is a wrong choice. Not at all. Or if you don't, it's not the right choice. But if this is you and you want to, you know, have a a, a fellow vasectomist is that even a word? I don't Vasectomist? know. I don't know. We just made, of, <laughs> made up a word. <laughs> made, made a word up? A, a fellow vasectomy? <laughs> um, if you have any questions about getting a vasectomy, yeah. you can reach out to Nick and he will help calm your nerves because it's probably yeah. one of those topics that maybe men don't talk about. So you don't really know when you go into it what yeah. it's like. Absolutely. I'm here. I'm here for you guys. Okay, women, share this podcast with your husband. And if you have any questions about vasectomy, you can send it to Nick. If you have any questions on the female side of things, and if you liked these kind of podcasts, please let me know. Otherwise, we will talk to you in the next episode.